It's the World Joy Movement Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the World Joy Movement Podcast, where we're bringing together trailblazers to shape a more joyful world, one powerful conversation at a time. Because the only way to move the world is to first be moved yourself. I'm Niyama Shang, founder of the World Joy Movement. Want to play? Today, we had a conversation around renewal culture, and I have to say that it went in a completely different direction than I would have anticipated. I can't say that I didn't, would have expected because I'd like to create the space and give room for something different and unexpected to take place. I mean, that's life, right? We're in a, it's an uncertain kind of world. And yet, even for me, this was, this was uh, one to, I was going to say write home about, but it's like make a video about. We started a conversation around uh, 8.20 p.m. in uh, U.S. time, so Eastern time. And in that conversation, I was joined by someone who has been to a few other World Joy conversations. And so my energy was one of being in the joy of seeing that person. And the conversation started out with me just jumping into sharing some gratitude and acknowledgement. Gratitude and acknowledgement were shared from the standpoint of really just communicating and entering that space with that person. And I also know that as tools for joy, uh, being, being recognized, being acknowledged is, are, are, is one way to increase the energy of joy so that someone knows that they're being seen in that environment. And then gratitude is also it's one of the, the fastest pathways to joy. It takes away scarcity and it, and it leads you into a place of really appreciating that which you have. And in this case, I want to appreciate the person in front of me. So we come into the conversation. She enters the conversation and I then proceed to provide acknowledgments and gratitude. And shortly afterwards, I set up the conversation for uh, renewal culture, introducing certain terms and things like that to give us a, a common language in order to to have this com conversation, to make sure that we were working from similar definitions of the conversation and we weren't just off talking in, in circles around each other with our own unique interpretations of, of a theme. And while that all sounds good, it actually ended up being that we actually had unique interpretations of what was going on in that moment. See, we created some space to check in to see where where the conversation should go and evolve uh, based on the initial setup. And the person let me know, like, she's like, to be honest, I've been in conversations all day. I'm still kind of focusing right now on my own breathing and really just trying to get focused. Like, I'm trying to just like, listen, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to actually arrive in this conversation. And that's where everything changed. Because from that moment on, it was really about understanding that whatever content I had planned or would, would have thought would have been interesting was irrelevant because the context was such that this individual here, while she was determined to be a part of the conversation, wasn't yet ready to be present, hadn't yet arrived in the conversation. How often do you have conversations with people or engage in different activities with others before they're actually actually in the experience with you. Perhaps they're still at home 
thinking about all the things that they have to get done uh, for their family, or they're still in the office wondering about how they're going to uh, get a deliverable done on time, or they're thinking about the relationship that they have with their child and how they can, you know, make that a better one as soon as they go home. How often do you create the space for them to actually be with you in the conversation? Because we could have, we could have continued on there and had time pass, but we wouldn't have actually been in conversation with each other. So script aside, we jumped in and we actually ended up doing a, a priming exercise, an exercise of gratitude. We spent some time focusing on the breath. We, we focused on three things that we were grateful for. Uh, one thing that, that we, uh, a coincidence that ended up working in our favor. Uh, and then we just slowed down and asked a, a question to the heart in which she got a chance to listen. Now I'm going to share some things about that experience. You can actually watch the entire experience, see, go through that exercise as well, um, by watching the replay of that video. What I want to call out here are a few things. One, I have to, I want to attribute the, that exercise to Tony Robbins. It's actually, he leads this as part of his daily priming exercises. Uh, and I had first heard this in a podcast few years ago when he was on with Tim Ferriss and Tim actually clipped out just that certain five minute portion where he led him through the meditation, through the, through the priming exercise. And, uh, I had just gone back to bring that into my world again for two years. I used to listen to it every single day. And I had just gone back and listened to it for the first time just yesterday. And the significance of this year, one I wanted to attribute, uh, properly, but the other part of the, the significance here was even while this process was, was leading on, I didn't necessarily know we were going to go there. All I know is that I was listening to what this person shared. Said, I haven't really arrived yet. I'm just focusing on my breathing and I'm just like hearing that I should be listening. So we entered into an exercise where she could, we could cut out all the other clutter of trying to maintain being in the conversation. We can just focus on breathing. And after putting some time and attention into that and expanding and connecting it with herself, we then shifted into an exercise that let her focus on listening. The element of the gratitude exercise is that it, it uh, ends up aligning your e, EKG and your EEG, your, your heart, like your heart electric pulse, as well as your brain electric pulse. And such that if you put them on a monitor, you would see them actually being rounded rather than jagged. And rather than being kind of uh, being in two different synchronicities, they actually align with one another and more or less follow one another. Uh, that's also the state that people, uh, people who call themselves in this flow state will also administer. So their body chemistry will end up uh, working in a very similar manner. So we spent some time getting into that state. And then we asked the question, we asked the question of the heart. We asked the question, the interesting part here was that we asked, it was around renewal. Uh, and we left it for, for her heart to be able to speak to her and then for her to simply listen. Now, many people don't know that there are other places to, to talk to when you're in a conversation with someone. There's, you can go brain to brain, mind to mind, thought to thought. Uh, to me, that's, that's, you know, a, a base level of conversation. But if you're looking to take the conversation deeper or elevate the conversation, you can you can have the conversation take place in other ways. 
you can have a conversation that's a heart to heart. You might have heard a heart to heart conversation. Very different than a brain to brain conversation. Let's have a heart to heart. You can go even beyond that. I want to talk from the deepest part of my heart to the deepest part of your heart. You can talk from different from different places altogether. I want to talk from my inner wisdom to your higher purpose. And you can create different places and different ways for people to connect into and be in the conversation with you. I'm going to invite you to have less brain to brain conversations as this time continues, because the brain conversations happen at almost like the surface level, the level that we can see right in front of us, but it doesn't offer us often new ideas. It doesn't offer offer us new pathways because we don't have any different perspectives. We only have the perspective of what's directly in front of us. And by giving ourselves some space, we can come in here, different solutions or different pathways forward. That's exactly what happened uh, as a result in this conversation. Uh, the person I was talking to came up with an insight and, and heard something that, that honestly brought tears to our eyes. And we were able to take the rest of the conversation to really continue on in a place that we really both serve and be really creative for. This is the game that we're playing here in the World Joy Movement, but the World Joy Movement is just a, a conduit, with a container for the game that we're playing in life. How do you create a world of joy? Well, part of it might be to simply slow down and be with the person in front of you so much that you can see and respond to what is needed in that moment as opposed to any agenda that you have coming in and maybe just maybe the end situation would be far richer than anything that you had had planned it's the world joy movement yeah what was your greatest insight from this conversation and if you want to come and be a part of a conversation like this live it's really simple just go to BeWorldJoy.com and come introduce yourself and let's take the conversation to the next level because you're there now. All right, let's play.